0: The answer your unique calling podcast. This podcast provides tips, tools, and inspiring stories for creating clarity around your calling, opening your heart to infinite possibilities, and enabling you to have the greatest impact on the world. I'm Julian Crossan a certified spiritual life coach, meditation teacher, human design specialist, and founder of Pre-Survey And most recently, I've joined the faculty at Starseed Academy Coach Training. It's my mission to teach and guide others in living a spiritually aligned life that answers their unique calling. Welcome, and thanks for listening. So today I want to talk about the most common block to answering your unique calling. And I believe that the most common block to answering your unique calling is fear. And I know a lot of you might be listening and thinking, no, no, that's not it. That's not it. I'm not afraid. It's not fear. It's something else. But I think at the core, a lot of the things that we might be experiencing that are holding us back, all come back to fear and that they're an underlying fear. So let me talk a little bit more about that. And maybe you'll find that something in one of these Piece like one of these fears resonates for you. Um, so the so the first one that I find is, you know, just fear that you misunderstood. And what this looks like is clients, you know, fear that like, what if I get it wrong? Right? What if I, what if I don't have this big important spiritual mission? What if the the divine isn't calling me to do this what if i misunderstood it and i started to pursue the wrong thing and that's not really my calling that's not really the thing i'm meant to do the thing that i was sent here to accomplish and i think that's a big fear you know there's a definitely an aspect of of all of us that wants to be certain we want to know for sure i mean that's why a lot of spiritual practices exist because we want to be certain about God. We want to be certain that there's life and continuity after death. We, we always are striving for certainty. And very few of us feel comfortable sitting with our doubt or sitting with the uncertainty, and being in that space of uncertainty. And so when we start talking about something so massive, like answering our unique calling, and you know, for some of us, that's such a, such a burning need or mission to do something, to be of service, to, to make an impact on the world. Many of us are thinking about reorganizing our lives around that, obviously then there's that nagging back of the head fear. What if I'm wrong? What if I got it wrong? And you know, what I say to that is, you know, what if you got it right? What if you did get it right and you didn't do it? What are you withholding from the world? What are you not doing and who are you not being? So the other fear that I think rises is um, fear that you won't know how to do something. And I think a lot of us have this fear. Um... So I remember uh, when my mother was alive, she had a huge fear of technology. Like, you know, I always would get calls from her and have to go over and help her with the computer because she was so afraid to just try something. You know, when, when I learned to use a computer, I just clicked on stuff till I figured it out. But there's definitely people who have a fear of technology And, you know, my my husband kind of jokes about it, because when we would get those calls sometimes on the weekend, and we'd be in the middle of something, he'd be like, what's she afraid of that it's going to explode if she clicks the wrong thing. And, you know, it's not that she was afraid of that. But it was just that fear of not knowing how to do something. And and I think part of it is maybe related to that is a fear of looking foolish, like, you know, you're going to mess it up and someone's gonna have to come fix it, and it's gonna be embarrassing, and maybe they're gonna like, treat you like you're dumb or look down on you because you didn't know how to do something. And I think the thing that we all have to realize is, you know, especially when it comes to answering our unique calling, like this is new territory for every one of us. Everyone who answers their unique calling, everyone who steps up and embraces their divine mission, who's really out to change the world and make an impact, they're in brand new territory. None of us know what the hell we're doing. We're out here doing it. And we're listening to our inner wisdom. We're using our human design. We're using our intuition. We're we're, we're doing all of these things, but, but we're all feeling our way through it. And we're all learning. And that's what this whole process is supposed to be about. I mean, that's why we even come to this world, why we even incarnate, is to learn. And so we should just embrace the journey and the learning rather than being afraid of not knowing how to do something because guaranteed there's going to be something you don't know how to do it's going to happen i think another fear that comes up when people are trying to answer their unique calling is fear of not being enough and this is a big one for a lot of people this has definitely been one that has triggered me in my own journey you know as a manifesting generator i have that sort of tendency towards imposter syndrome Towards feeling like you know I've cheated somewhere, or I don't have enough experience, or I haven't done it enough, and so I think a lot of people experience this fear of not being enough. Just you know, what if, what if you have these this this dream of making a big impact on the world, and you're just not enough to really do it? And you know, what if um, what if you're not enough to rise to the challenge of your mission? What if you're not enough? And you know, I can tell you right now today you're probably not enough. And that's okay. And what I mean by that, because I know probably some of you are recoiling a little from that, but what I mean is that's part of the part of the whole journey is that you will grow. You will grow through this process. It you, when you embrace your unique calling, you start on a new journey into becoming the highest version of yourself, and you will be enough, and you will be enough at every stage in the journey. You will be enough where you are. But right now, you, you know, when you're saying that you're afraid of not being enough, when that fear of not being enough is arising, it's because you're looking way down the road at where you're going to be towards the end of the journey and having a fear that you're not enough now. And the thing is, you're not enough for the version of you that you need to be way down the road and that's okay because you're not there yet but when you get there you will be enough I think there's also a fear of failure and there's also a fear of success strangely enough you know people have that definitely fear of failure is huge a lot of us have it and some of us you know we got it from our parents we felt like we had to be perfect perfect We felt like we always had to have straight A's. We always had to be the people that, you know, the one that got it all right. And there's a huge fear of, okay, so I go out and I do this thing and I fail at it. How am I going to look? You know, because we definitely have an attachment to appearances. We definitely have an attachment to attaching what we're doing and our successes to our worth and to our acceptance. And we need to let go of that fear, Because failure is how we learn. And sometimes we have to fail. We fail and then we, through the process of failing, we transmute that and we go on and in our second attempt, our third attempt, our fourth attempt, our 25th attempt, we succeed at it. And that's part of the process. And it's all about embracing the process, about embracing the journey. But I think the other side of this is that there's also a fear of success. What if I actually succeed at this? What if I really was meant to do this? What if I do have a big impact on the world? What if, you know, I put myself out there and people see me and I change the world? What then? And then the other fear is the fear of judgment around what you're doing and why. And I think this is huge for people in spirituality in particular, and especially people who come into spirituality from, you know, who, who maybe weren't overly spiritual and then get into spirituality start to practice spirituality and eventually embrace their unique calling. And if they move on and start a business rooted in spirituality, then definitely then, you know, as we start talking about this stuff, we start finding ourselves being super selective about who we're talking to. We start being afraid to put things out there because people who aren't in our circle of spiritual friends might judge it. People might think that we're nuts or we don't know what we're talking about or that we've gotten suckered. There's definitely that one, like this idea that somehow we were sold something and we've got, gotten suckered. And I think that this comes up a lot, um, particularly around people who are in the science fields and the technology field. So, you know, I was a software engineer and a former chief technology officer. And definitely when I first um, started my coaching business for a long time, I didn't I didn't put it on my LinkedIn because I was afraid of that judgment. What are all the? I had this huge network of professional connections, all in like the engineering realm um, and the you know QA and product management and all these sort of related things. And there was a lot of fear around like, what are people going to think if I start posting like posts about meditation? What are people going to think if I start talking about using your intuition? There was a lot of this like fear of judgment that people were going to judge what I was doing and judging like why I was doing it. And once I released that fear, once I put it out there, people responded very positively to it. And it, tur- and it turned out that it was a big nothing burger. I was, I was afraid of nothing. People weren't we standing by to judge me, they weren't, they weren't thinking that I had lost my mind, or that I wasn't sharp anymore, or that I had been sold a bill of goods, they responded and were very supportive of what I was doing. But it's taking that first step and overcoming that fear. That can be very difficult and that can hold us back. And then I also think that there's a fear of not being able to make a living. So people think about answer their unique calling and they immediately like, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to make a living? And that's an interesting one because there's really sort of a couple of sides to this really. So one is, first of all, nobody said that answering your unique calling re- was required to be your full-time gig. It can be if you want it to be. And if you're very passionate about changing the world and about being on a mission to, to make a big impact, then probably you're going to want it to be. But it doesn't have to be. Nobody ever said that it needed to be. You can definitely do your, answer your unique calling and have a huge impact and, and have it be something completely on the side. For those that do find, though, that it moves into being that primary thing that they do, there's often that fear of, how am I going to make a living? And and that's pretty scary. I mean, that's very real. Um, obviously, in the software industry, I made a very good living. And there was definitely a great deal of fear about how was I going to make a similar living as a coach? How was I going to make a similar living as a spiritual teacher? How was I going to pay my bills? How was I going to pay my mortgage, right? That fear is very real. And it's a fear that many of us experience at different times in our lives, right? We go through career changes. Maybe We work some low-paid service jobs when we're in college or high school, and then we get out and we start our career and we make a transition into a new industry. And we move up through that, and we get to a certain place of comfort. And I think that when we are comfortable, that's the sign that we're not growing. And I think that spiritually, I think our, at a soul level, our impulse is always to draw us toward growth. And so we kind of, we get comfortable, and then we want to insulate that comfort, and we want to keep that comfort, because it feels good, but we're not growing, when we do that, and so this fear of not being able to make a living—it's about you know how do I do my unique calling and support myself, and it's also about maintaining that comfort, about keeping that comfortable zone. I also think that when we really show up and we really say okay, you know, we say okay to God, we say okay to to Spirit, I'm going to go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this mission. I have this calling. I'm gonna do it. Then we create a vibration. We create an energetic vibration that, magnet, that brings what we need to us when we need it. And that's really important to understand because at its essence, money is energy. And when we put the right energy out into the quantum field, then that energy comes back to us in the form of money. And I know that sounds very simplistic maybe to some people, but you don't have to figure it all out right away it can come in stages and if it, and and if you need to keep some comfort you know i i did you know i made a slow transition i started out on the side and that's okay that is absolutely fine do what you need to do This fear though of not being able to live make a living is often because we can't see the possibilities we think that to answer our unique calling, it has to be a certain way. We have to do a certain thing and we have to do it in a certain way. And when we start to really peel back those layers and we drop that filter of the story that we're telling ourselves about how it has to be, we open up to the infinite possibilities that are out in the quantum field. And when we open up to that infinite possibilities to that field of infinite possibilities, suddenly we find that, oh, maybe if I did it this way, it could make a living doing it. So you know, part of it is letting go of that fear, but there's also also a very strong part of you know, dropping that filter and opening to that realm of possibility of the infinite possibilities that are out there of allowing yourself to see, alternate ways that it could happen for you. And I think a related fear to this fear of not being able to make a living is a fear of what you might have to give up. A lot of us, we've gotten very comfortable with material things, and a lot of us probably even have too many of them. And so we start thinking about, well, you know, I might have to tighten my belt. I might have to set a budget. Uh, Maybe I'll need to give something up. And I think also there's, when we talk about a fear of what you might have to give up, it's also, what do you have to give up doing? What do you have to give up doing that maybe makes you comfortable or that you enjoy, but that doesn't actually serve you? What are you doing that doesn't serve your highest ideal? That doesn't serve it doesn't serve the best for you. And what are you afraid of giving up that you're doing today that the best version of yourself wouldn't do? So I think that that's definitely um, there. And when we really get clear on that, when we tune into strategy and authority and our own inner wisdom, we see what we need to give up to really embrace our unique calling. And we no longer fear fear giving it up anymore because we realize that there's something better waiting for us. And then the also related to that, is fear of who you'll have to stop being. You're not going to be the same person. The, the you that is here right now is not the you that's ultimately going to answer your unique calling. This is the you that's going to start the journey. The you that comes out at the other side is going to be completely different. And there's definitely a fear of who will that other version of me be? will i will i still be me will i still be the me that i know myself to be now and uh, there's a little fear attached to that a little fear of who you'll have to stop being you know when i was a chief technology officer there was certain like status that came with that right i had reached the pinnacle of my career I had a private office, I had, I received perks from other tech companies, like I got recognized as, you know, someone in the industry who was really knowledgeable as a thought leader. And so there was a lot of that, that I was going to have to give up when I chose to step down from that role. And so there can be a lot of fear about who you'll have to stop being, you know, I had to stop being a thought leader in technology. I had to stop being the person with the private office. I had to stop being the person who was getting free tech perks from different companies that wanted to sell my company products. And so there's a lot of fear about that. There's also, like I said, this fear of this journey. You know, I mentioned that the you that comes out at the other end is very different, and it almost feels like death to some of us. And it is, in a way, it's like a death and a rebirth process. And I think that for this metaphor... Of death and resurrection applies very much the kind of spiritual journey that answering your unique calling can be, where we go in in one form, and during the journey, we kind of die to our old self. We because we become remade as someone very different, because we become someone who is in tune with our inner wisdom. We become someone who is obsessed with making the world better, of being in service. And we become someone who is on a deep spiritual mission to to do that, to make the world better, to elevate the consciousness of themselves and everyone around them. And that process of becoming that person can feel like a death. So there's definitely a lot of fear around this process and of who you'll have to stop being. And so all of these fears are powerful blocks to actually answering your unique calling because they help hold us back. We, we attach all of this energy to this fear and we don't even take that first step onto the road. We just sort of decide that it's an impossibility for us. We tell ourselves a story that filters out the infinite possibilities to only one possibility that just isn't going to work out and we know it's not going to work out and we allow this fear to hold us back. And when we start to peel back these layers like an onion, pull back this fear... Then we start to find that place of empowerment. We start to get in tune with that inner wisdom and we start to f- feel that mission and that spiritual light and passion burning in us, pushing us forward, wanting to make the world a better place and to evolve consciousness of ourselves and those around us, and just really manifest the very best that we can be and the best that other people can be as well. And so I invite you to really have an honest conversation with yourself about your fear and what it is that's holding you back. What is, it that, what is it that you're afraid of? What is the fear that's holding you back? And how can you address it? How can you release it? How can you honor it and integrate it in a way that no longer holds you back, but allows you to move forward? And I invite you to do that. And I thank you for listening today. Um, if you want to keep in touch, please follow me on the web. My website is www.priestofinana.com. www.priestofinana. Inana is I-N-A-N-N-A dot com. Also, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is also Inana, and I maintain a Facebook page as well. Bright Blessings. Are you a spirituality focused small business owner? Are you struggling with working hard in your business and not making the gains you want? Do you treat your business like the corporate nine to five, working long hours and burning yourself out? Do you struggle with being seen or finding your authentic voice? Do you put off making business decisions for fear of making the wrong choice? Well, this is the class for you. Business alignment with human design will teach you to build a business of ease and flow. Over 5 weeks, you'll learn what human design is and how it influences our lives, the unique purpose of your energetic type and how it impacts your business, your strategy, and how it can be a powerful tool to make sure your business actions are aligned with divine timing, your inner authority and how to use it to make the right decisions for your business at the right time your defined and undefined centers and how they show up in your business and marketing, your profile and the effect it has on how you're seen in the world versus how you perceive yourself, your defined channels and how they influence the qualities of your energy and how human design breaks barriers of social conditioning around marketing and sales. I'm offering this class through Starseed Academy Coach Training starting September 21st. To learn more and register, visit www starseedacademycoachtraining.com Slash Human Design Workshop. That's www.starseedacademycoachtraining.com slash human design workshop.